Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. Good morning. How are you? <sighs> Dude, I'm like the coolest dad ever. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah? cool. You're pretty cool? I'm I pretty mean, cool. I, think, I think you're a pretty cool guy. There's, <laughs> there's things now like where she just is like all about dad and I'll just look over at Jen and I'll just start popping my collar at her. And she's <laughs> like, oh, don't even. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like she, I can't. Okay, so she was pissed the other night because she did not want to sit at the dinner table. Mm. And she's like, why do we always have to sit at the dinner table? Blah, 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 blah. We can sit in the living room and watch something whenever you guys want to. And that's not the real issue. There's other things going mm-hmm. on that's prompting this outburst, right? I was like, look, dude, as a family, that's just what we do. We're going to sit at a table. And, you know, it's 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 always it's always seems like it's it's her trying to make it about us versus her. And that's never the case. Right. And she's like, she's like, this is dumb. I'm not eating. And she walks to her room and I'm like, all right. So Jen and I sit there for a little bit and we kind of talk about it. And I was like, all right, I got this. So I just go in her room. And literally, like, two minutes later, maybe three minutes later, she comes out, and she's like, love you, Mom. And she's like, dishing up. And Jen look at me like, what the hell did you just do? And I just start popping my collar at her. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but it's, nice. it's, it's, it's so much of the training, dude. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I walk in, and she's looking at me all mean and angry. And I was like, hey. I was like, come and eat dinner at the table with us, please. And she's already resistant. So I get to my training. First thing training from Dr. Karen Purvis for parents who need this, read Dr. Karen Purvis. I just immediately get down on one knee on her, in her eye level. Her mood instantly changed. Instantly. She was like, I love you, Dad. And I was like, I love you too, babe. I said, there's nothing. I go, this isn't about us versus you. I go, if you think about it, if you did want to rotate who chooses where we eat, two out of the three times, you're still not choosing. So you're still going to be bummed about it. And she's like, that's true. And I was like, so let's just eat together. I go, it's just like when we pray before we eat. It's just something we do as a family. And she's like, okay. And then she just came out. Hmm. But, dude, the eye level thing, you would not believe how instantly it works with with her. Really? It's so weird. That's crazy. It's so weird, dude. They just I it, because when I'm standing up, it's it's maybe an intimidation thing or like you're a towering over me. But then I get on her eye level and she immediately just the mood changes mm-hmm. and she's ready to talk. Um, Jen and I were talking about last night. She's just um, we say yes a lot. But Karen Purvis talks about how these kids need more yeses in their lives because they've they've been trying to survive on their own. And, and this last week I said last week it was hard. And it was hard. But this week has just been so much easier because we were starting to speak the same language and really starting to understand. And we just told her, like, hey, you're not in survival mode anymore. You don't have to take care of you. We will take care of you. And and there are moments where I'm like, dude, are we just spoiling this kid? But it's it's finding opportunities to say yes more, which mm-hmm. is that which is what the research says to do. Because they've constantly been been trying to like been told no especially in a system right in a, in a foster care system no you can't do this no you can't cut your hair no you can't dye your hair no you can't wear this no you can't do this it's just everything was restricted right so it's just finding opportunities to say yes and she's like hey can i do this and i'm like yeah if you clean your room for 10 minutes and she's like deal i get something out of it she gets something out of it. it's always compromising with her and mm-hmm. and it's it's work but i'm pretty much the coolest dad ever <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad thing. I'm glad week two is going by easier than week one. Um, so I, I. Oh God, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like my mom's. A, my mom's a teacher. Yeah. And getting the my mom's side of education under COVID, mm, mm-hmm. and then now you being parents <laughs> and having a kid who's doing education in COVID. Yes. And like the hybrid, like. I, I tell you, Evergreen in el- at the elementary level yeah. is in hybrid, and yep. so is Vancouver Public Schools. And it's just it's interest it's interesting to me. Everybody's frustrated with it, but yet there isn't like it doesn't seem it. it I don't know. Everybody seems frustrated with it, mm-hmm. but there really isn't a better 
an option, at least none that anybody that I can that I've seen or heard yeah. can come up with one. I'll say my frustration is um so this kid has been through like six different schools in like six different years. Mm. So she's always at a new school. So this new school thing, it's not new to her. That comes with the perception that I know more than mom and dad because I've been through this. I've mm-hmm. been through the ringer. Like, I know how this works, right? Which, in some aspects, she probably does. But when it comes to online school, I have no idea what the hell these apps do or anything. I wish there was like a, hey, mom, dad, watch this 30-minute video about training you on how this all works. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. I'd watch it. Maybe some parents wouldn't and they'd be pieces of crap about it. But I imagine there are those parents who are going to be like, okay, I want to know what the hell I'm doing. But now there's a little bit of a reliance on her. And when that happens, it's like, oh, I don't need to do this. It's like, I don't know if that's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then so when I sit down to look over and I'm like, "Mm, pretty sure it says you got to do this. And then she's like, nope, he said I didn't have to. I'm like, "Eh, you're going to do it anyway. And then that causes conflict, right? Mm -hmm. But if there was a training, I'd be like, look, dude, I took the training for this. I know this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? So then I am also well-versed in the process. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just that's the part as a parent that's most frustrating. Um, I was saying before we started, I get why everyone's losing their damn minds about their kids not being in person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And beforehand, before lovely got here i was like just shut up okay your kids don't really need to be socialized well i don't know what the hell i'm talking about (laughs) dude (laughs) uh well i mean i think yeah we can all have our opinions until we yes until you actually live it yes so and just dude she came home from school and she was like i loved it she said i loved it and i was like damn like she was interacting with kids and making friends already and just, you know, there's a struggle with some behaviors that are reflective or indicative of her trauma. She she sometimes talks um, in a baby talk, um, but after school, none of that mm. because she's around her peers mm-hmm. and they don't behave like that. And she came in acting very mature like her peers and the rest of the day she was awesome. So I'm like, damn, dude, you need to go to school more. And it's, <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Yeah, it's not it's not week. just for the break, but it's also just to see the the influence and change it yeah. really does have on her, mm-hmm. um, which is which is helpful. Um, but yes, week two has been awesome. I think there's a little bit of a setting settling in and realizing like these they got me like they're my parents. They're gonna take care of me. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> wow. I mean. It's not easy being this awesome of a dad, but I knew we all knew it was going to happen <laughs> for sure. And some and someone's <laughs> got to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, and Jen's like, so I'm like, I'm not, I'm like the communicator. I'm like, I'm like, all right, you know, here's what we got to do. Here's the plan for the rest of the night, and then she'll throw a fit, like I said about dinner, mm-hmm. and I'll walk in, and two minutes later she'll walk out, and I'm just like, hey, uh, Jen, are you cool with like me like handling all those situations? She's like, I don't care. You do it all. I was like, okay, all right. Because I don't, I don't want to feel like she's like being left out of like, you know, this navigating through these things. But I don't know. I feel like mom and daughter butt heads a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. I, I feel like that's <laughs> natural though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, so that's what's going on. School, school, school. Uh, you and I recorded TTR. On Tuesday, yeah, yeah. If I'm so used to coming here once per week, and then it was, it's, it, it's always a, it's always a weird dynamic because like I feel like we recorded that one so much quicker. Yeah, like, that one went by really quick. Sometimes it feels like sometimes when we used to do them when we first started, oh, God. God, it was a slog. It was like three to four hours to do an yeah. hour of uh, hour of audio. Um, but yeah, I'm here for the second time this week, which is nice. Yeah, um, I missed Lovely the first time. I came this week. Yeah, she, she was at school. She was at school, so yeah. it was nice to see her. Nice to see her again. Oh yeah. Um, she likes Uncle Jake. Well, I'm glad. I'm He's <laughs> got pretty eyes and a nice orange beard. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. It's. I need. Actually, I need to shave. I'm super. I, she so tells I, me, Dad, why don't you have a cool orange beard like Uncle Jake? I'm like, I don't know. Well, I'm, He's an Adonis. I can't be <laughs> like him. Uh, Red beard, the pirate. Yeah. Is who I am. I need to. God, I need to shave. What anyway, else is up, dude? Um, let's see. Where'd you go this weekend? 
Sunday, I went to uh, Yakona Head Lighthouse down in Newport. Okay. And then... I did see those pictures. And that was fun, but the tide was way in. It was a really, really big tide. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, oh, it'll be really cool to get down onto Cobblestone Beach mm-hmm. and try to take a picture. But the And then I get down to where, like, the angle would be perfect, like shooting across the little cove up to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And I turn and I look, and there's this big fucking wave just coming right at me. All I had enough time was to grab my uh my camera and run as high up on the rocks as i could are you serious i would have just been completely swamped it was actually really scary it was actually really scary you gotta be careful i was so actually really scared and kylie all i had time and then i um the next one came and i saw it coming and i was like kylie get up because she had the dogs Mm -hmm. and she was able to get up and then Bo wiggled loose of his lee of his office collar mm. and then he goes the, the as the waves are receding and he just goes trotting out and then i oh, see two no. converging waves gonna like pincer him and then i'm like oh shit so i go sprinting out after him and i grab him and i drag him back up and honestly dude it was it was actually really... those are the things your dad's warning you about i know i <laughs> trust me I, I i i am normally i'm very um like I have a I have a decent like my dad everything can kill you. Right. Me I might because I in a way I'm rebelling against that. I yes. might take a few more risks than mm-hmm. I probably should. Like when I climbed up Misery Ridge on at Smith Rock like hanging off of yeah. the, like a like a I don't know a 1000 foot cliff. Oh god. Um to, to get a picture of yeah. the stars. But that one, that one actually, that would, there was like a probably a minute or so when we were trying to get back to the steps mm-hmm. to go back up the uh, on the coast, on right? the coast, yeah, yeah to go the, from the steps to get back up to like the bluff where the lighthouse was, yeah. where I was like, I was actually legitimately like, I, I was scared. I'm like, this is this is this is kind of scary. Yeah, we gotta get. Out I of should this. probably not be here, <laughs> but I got a cool picture. Yeah, you so did. It was worth it. This is the one you posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Uh, where else? And then Monday, um, Connor and I, aka Carter, mm. went to. Um, we were going to go and do a hike at Wakina Falls, which is near Multnomah Falls. But because of the the uh, the landslides, mm-hmm. it completely cut off the Ainsworth uh, exit. Exit, yeah. So you can't. You couldn't get to. Wow. There. I could have gotten there if I had backed tracked all yeah. the, if i had driven basically all the way to uh, to if i had driven all the way to bonneville dam mm-hmm. and backtracked all the way back mm-hmm. and then gone halfway back because i would have to gone back to the corbett yeah on ramp off ramp and then drive halfway back all the way Gross. to the falls on on historic on the scenic historic highway yeah so i like i knew of a i knew of one that just reopened it's called wakola wakola falls mm-hmm. which is only like round trip only two miles and then we did that and it was gorgeous and it was supposed to rain all it was supposed to just pour down rain and we didn't get rained on once which mm. was amazing so we did that and then i was like man i still need to like this was nothing like i need to get up and do something we did, like we needed to do another one so we went to angel's rest mm-hmm. and did that one which is gets you to, to like probably the highest point in the gorge oh wow it's a, it's a gorgeous it's a gorgeous hike but it's really really steep mm-hmm. and then then I got the worst headache of my life. While you're out there? On my way back down. I don't oh. know. It's just because I didn't eat. Like, I went to bed super early. Were you than hydrated? I... No. I went to bed super mm. early the night before, and then I didn't really eat at all. Yeah. And I think I was dehydrated, but it was like the... it was like migraine level headache. Oh. And I was just, and I had to get back for therapy at two, and I was so I was pushing <laughs> it. And but Bo was super muddy, so I had to get him washed off before getting home. And it was just a mad scramble to get all of that done. And I was just sick for the rest of the night. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. Did Connor ride with you? He did, yeah. So then you got to sit in the car with him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He just never stops talking. Yeah. Uh, dude, sounds awesome. Yeah. You're wild. I did some hiking. I mean, walking. We went around Lackamas Lake. Mm. Um, the, so I've been trying to... It's interesting. Uh, kind of... Did we talk about this? We talked this a little bit last week about just getting out. Mm-hmm. No, we talked about it on To the Republic. Um, but just getting out and about and stuff. And it's just like we live in this region. It's beautiful. There's a lot of um, lot to do. You just have to 
I, I don't know. I don't before I'd be like, dude, I don't know why I'm not out there hiking in the rain regardless of what the weather is. But then when push comes to shove, I'm like, I ain't going walking in the rain. Mm-hmm. But now, like, we walked Lackamas Lake and it was raining. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. As long as you know, like, you're just going to go home and change and get cozy afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. So I'm all for it. The worst part. The it. worst part of getting wet is just the initial part. Once you're wet mm-hmm. and you realize I can't, I'm not going to get any more wet. Yeah. You just live with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was cool. It was fun. So we're we're, and I think Lovely likes getting out there. She mm-hmm. was just like, this place is beautiful. Like she says that a lot about the area. Good. So I want to show her more, mm-hmm. just because you know Lackamas is not great looking in this time of year it looks all brown and gross mm-hmm. and it's wet and muddy and she was like this is beautiful and i'm like dude <laughs> you'll see yeah and i told her that you wanted to go hiking on monday if that works yeah okay. so um i told her it all depends on her attitude so we'll see <laughs> okay <laughs> but she you know i did give her a little digital camera and she loved just taking pictures and you were talking about bringing a camera and showing her some things on it and I think that that's something that could be really great for her um, that she'd be really into just just to get out and, you know, it's it's so interesting. (laughs) She doesn't like to be told. I'm going to tell all these dad stories now. It's terrible. (laughs) But we're like walking around Lackamas Lake and we're like, all right, you know, kind of kind of try to change your strut like this to get up these hills and stuff. And she's like, like basically like, don't tell me how to hike. And I was like, okay, so she doesn't like that. So then I was just like, as soon as we come up a hill, I like rushed ahead of her and then turned around and was walking backwards and just cheering her on the whole time. She was so into that. She was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She gets to the top. She's like, thanks for cheering me on, Dad. And I was like, yeah, I caught you, girl. You're the man. And like we high five and she was so into it. I'm pretty much the best dad ever. It sounds like <laughs> it. Sounds like it. <laughs> It's just constantly changing. You're like, I'm going to try this. And then it's just like, you're stupid. And I'm like, okay, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny, dude. (sighs) So I've been checked out of the world of politics other than you snapping at me for the GameStop stocks. And... I am an uh, I am a backer of corp of corporate uh, fat cats, dude. I I don't want to talk about it here because like I really want it. Dimitri is honestly I was talking to Dimitri and Clay about it, and Clay it was in that Reddit subreddit mm-hmm. and buying as the subredditors were talking. He was in there early and he bought the stocks dirt cheap and he bought quite a bit and. He was like, F this, dude. F these people. And I was like, yeah, me and Jake, we're talking about it. And, you know, this is kind of what Jake said. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? And I was like, what? And he goes, I'm so mad at Jake right now. I'm so pissed. Like, he was so mad. He's like, I want to talk to Jake. And I was like, well, I mean, you can come on the show. And he's like, I can't believe he fucking said that. Like, these pro stock buyers want your head, dude. They can come for it. (laughs) Bring your bring your axes. So I want to have an episode where we're just like, because I also don't understand your. We didn't get too into it because you yelled at me. Mm-hmm. Um, your position, I I understand. I I know I understand where you're coming from. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I don't agree, but I know I understand where you're coming from, and I understand the argument. But I want to get just, just all of us debating in this room about it. I think it'd be so fun. <laughs> Well, I know Dimitri can handle his emotions. Clay cannot. Okay, so. So that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> but Dimitri was just like, what? And Dimitri said he was militarized now. Militarized? <laughs> or is that the term? I mean, it could be. Oh, he term. said he's he's mil. Uh, yeah, something like that. Basically, just saying that like he's a militant now and that. <laughs> He's going for it. And I know you hear that and you're just like, that's exactly why I am the position that I'm in. Exactly. I know. They're making, they're literally making my point. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) so I, I'm just telling you now, like if you're down, I think we should get some people. in. I'm not shying away from that. Yeah. I think it'd be so fun, dude. I think it'd be so fun. I think it'd be entertaining for the audience. Um, for those of you who, I mean, just, there was a, there, 
I'm sure you heard about it, mm-hmm. but it's uh, there was a Who thing with it? with GameStop and uh, trying to screw over. It's the, redditors, uh, not GameStop, but redditors. Redditors using GameStop as a battleground to air their frustration at Wall Street. Yeah, and hedge fund managers. Yeah, so. I'm sure everybody's heard of it, and and it was kind of interesting doing the research about because honestly, just researching what was happening mm-hmm. gave me a lot of um, insight into basically just it's it's just just an interesting world. It's a very interesting world. It's just it's all fake, really. I mean, I was talking to Jen's brothers, and they all they all got into Bitcoin early, and Jen's brother had four Bitcoin at one point, four, four complete Bitcoin. They're at $40,000 a piece now. Jesus. And he sold them when they were like, I think he got like 400 bucks for them. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Even worse, mm-hmm. her brother had 25 and lost them. Lost them? He doesn't know where they are. Because they're you can, you can keep them on like hard drives and stuff. Mm-hmm. He thinks he threw the hard drive away. <gasps> and, at $40,000 a piece. And there's a, a only piece. a finite, finite amount of... Well, Bitcoin, I, I think right? he was mining it. I think is what it was something that it was that was happening at that mm-hmm. time. So yeah, that's a million dollars. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Well, I hope he finds those hard drives. <laughs> but I feel like at this point he would have already found them if yeah. he had them. Yeah. Uh, I'm also against Bitcoin. So of course you are. If anybody wants to come at me for that one. <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. I'm actually more, I am actually more staunchly against Bitcoin uh-huh. than I am against, uh, than I am against what the redditors were doing with, to GameStop. To games with okay, GameStop, yeah. that's interesting. But like I said, I didn't know anything about this, but just because of what was happening with GameStop, it gave me, you know, I, uh, what was that professor? This um, sociology, uh, Doctor Russell. Dr. Russell in uh, that social class I was I took from him, he was talking about how, you know, you just saw big business once they transitioned from um, unions and what is it called? What do unions provide? I know everyone's like yelling in the, the <laughs> speaker right now. I mean, I don't know. Workers, workers. No, it's like a retirement. Oh, what is it called? 401k no but that's where i'm getting okay um pension pension oh okay. my gosh sorry guys i know you guys are like pension idiot anyway so well, none of us are neither of us are union so i work in a place that has union workers oh but they took away their pension but that's mm-hmm. what russell was talking about is how all these corporations started taking away pensions once 401k was introduced and everybody was just like you need to rely on 401k and investing so Russell was saying that investing was always just assumed as part of what the American citizens were supposed to do mm. is invest back in and, and play in the stock market to help their retirement. So that always just made me wonder, like, maybe that is something I need to do. Uh, but it's scary. It's a gamble. You're playing with your own money. Um, and I'm terrible with that. So, yeah, that's why I'm, I got, you know, I was thinking about this and, and what your your picks and. <laughs> I was like, dude, Jake should not get into the stock market. Not at but, all. But what if that was, that was just the one thing you just crushed? No, it won't happen. <laughs> I know it won't. <laughs> but anyway, so I just thought it was an interesting thing to to really in 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 uh to research and and kind of have a better understanding of of how it works. Well, to hire a financial advisor. Who? I don't know. Somebody. You're telling me to hire one? Yeah. If you're nervous about it, hire someone who actually knows the stock market. I mean, but do they? I feel like it's if, if you've got to do it, right? Yeah. That's, that is your retirement. It's probably, I mean, in, we trust an expert. Your best, right. your best bet. I mean, yeah, it's not a for sure thing. Right. But it's definitely giving you, a, you're playing the percentages. Well, and you it, have a higher percentage of being successful with somebody who knows what they're doing. And I'm sure they're taking some of the the winnings if you will the 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 profit right mm-hmm. so they're going to want you to succeed so that they can earn more so yeah i guess yeah that would be interesting it's in their self-interest for you to succeed right right both uh, both within I'm, sh- I'm assuming the contract you sign but then also for them if if they're a person who's failing they're not gonna be able to mark mar- if they're a fi- failing financial 
advisor, yeah. they're not going to be able to market themselves to new clients. Right. So that'd be interesting. If there's anybody who's listening who's into this stuff, you should reach out and I don't know. Tell me your experiences. Well, we, well, we know a financial. We know a uh, a financial coach. Oh, we do. But does he do stocks? I don't know. I don't no. know what he, I don't know what he does. <laughs> He's got his like degree. No, <laughs> it's not a degree. <laughs> He's my best friend, but that is not a degree. He's got his sheet. He has a sheet. <laughs> there is a sheet. There's a sheet. There's yeah. That is a sheet. Is your diploma framed? It is. Fuck, of course it is. Craft uh, Warehouse has uh, diploma uh, diploma frames that are really nice for like only like 20 bucks. For real? Uh-huh. Craft Warehouse. Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's, a le- it's an 11 and a half by 14. It's a weird size. Okay. 11 and a half by 14. I need to do it. <sighs> Tell me about your Nazis, dude. Oh, we're going right into Nazi talk, huh? Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Unless you have something else. No, 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 no. I do. Okay, let's start. One more thing. Okay. Uh, before we get to Nazis. Marjorie Taylor Green. She nuts. So um, we do have some listeners who was like, who is she? And we kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just I want to, for those who listen, maybe who don't know, Let's talk about it. Okay. Well, she's a freshman congresswoman. She's a terrorist. She's, a f- she's literally terrorizing people, dude. She's close to it. She's nuts. I she don't know. She's following she's... that dude from the shooting. Did you see that video? No, I didn't see that one. What's that kid's name from the, the, the shooting? Yes. Uh, I can't remember his name. I don't know his name. Dude, I try there's... not to remember these. I try not to remember these people. Wh- what? The names. Why? I got, I don't no, 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 no. Not the shooter. One of the victims. Oh, uh, ham or hog? Hog, yes. Yeah. She's following him and just harassing him. Seriously? Yeah, and basically... Oh, David Hogg. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's like the whipping boy for these people who claim it's a false flag. Yes. Thing. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. And she was just ch- chasing him. I can't remember what exactly she was saying, but just harassing him. I think it was... She called him a coward and... Oh, seriously? Yeah. Like, was... You know, like defend yourself, and yeah, I don't know. She was like, uh, "Okay, yeah, hold on." Uh, Basically, saying that if the if the teachers or people were armed, then this wouldn't happen. And why are you anti-gun? And you are un-American, and just following him down the road, harassing him. This is a representative. She's. I mean, she's nothing but a troll that got elected in a very red or rural district mm-hmm. um, of people who think exactly like her. Yeah. And I mean, this is where you get the, the Matt Gates of the world. These rural districts, man, like there is such a ideological divide yeah. between rural and urban mm-hmm. in this country right now. She's a QAnon conspiracy, um, conspiracy theorist believer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she believes in the, in the uh, global pedophile ring mm-hmm. that is controlled by the Jewish Zionists. Mm-hmm. Say by King Trump. Mm-hmm. Or is supposed to be. Yeah. But that didn't happen. But that's what she believes. I know. I like legitimately believes it. She's nuts. So last I read, the Democrats are really pushing the Republican Party to remove her from any committee committees mm-hmm. um, she's on the education the thing about this <gasps> she's on the education committee in the house uh-huh. pushing a narrative that the parkland shooting conspiracy because the parkland shooting was a conspiracy yeah and was fake and nobody actually died yeah that's brutal dude she can't be on that committee no <clears throat> so like if you're those families <laughs> and you, you're you're watching some person who's making decisions about education Claiming that the child that is no longer with you, yeah, you lost because of a horrific tragedy, was fake yeah. and pushing. Oh my god, I would be furious. I, I can't would, imagine that feeling, dude. I can't, I'd be oh, I I I I imagine it's more than furious. Oh boy, yeah. She's gross, dude. Mm-hmm. She's gross. And and like I keep reading that there's this divide in the Republican Party of like and we've talked about it a little bit, but these Trump loyalists and that extremists, um, but also 
you know, those who are trying to shy away from that or or trying to subdue that mm-hmm. behavior and those that rhetoric. But yeah. well, it's tough because you're she's an elected official. Yeah. So she was elected by her constituents to go represent them. Yeah. Apparently, the people from that district in Georgia feel that she's adequately adequately is representing yeah. them is representing their interests so it's difficult because then how do you like how do you go about con- confronting this ideology and it's either do you use force like the weight of the government to quash them yeah or and then then does that just breed resentment mm. and it forces it 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 more ingrains it in their minds like of course they're going to try to squash us because they're trying to silence they're trying to silence us yes whereas like canada just labeled proud boys a a terrorist, terrorist organization group, yeah. terrorist group <clears throat> and what does that like what does that do does that actually confront does that actually do anything to rid the ideology or do you do it by confronting the underlying issues that cause people to turn to these conspiracy theories to explain the phenomenon that that is going on around them? Because clearly they're angry about something. Yes. These people in Georgia that elected Marjorie Taylor Greene are angry about something. What are they angry? What are they angry about? If it's racism, there's not really a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, there really you're gonna isn't a lot. That there, battle, you're you're going to lose that battle because there's nothing. It's it's not in there. There's no economic remedy. There's no like policy remedy that is going to cause someone to be less racist. Right. But you can try to weed it out in future generations, like right through education mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. Uh, but that's terrible. If it's it's if it, they're turning to the to explain their like if it's maybe if it's economic or maybe it's. I don't know. Like maybe there's some there's things you can do to target the underlying causes of their of their fear that is driving this anger. That's persuasion, dude, and cognitive dissonance. And how do you how do you appeal to them to slowly then change their mind? So the the back to my point is that yeah. the Republican Party you want like we want them to stand up and denounce somebody like this and right. i think there are people who are afraid like they're self-interested and they don't want oh, to do yeah. it because they don't want the backlash of the of their of their voters because they're probably in red di- like deeper red districts and they don't want to be primaried by a marjorie taylor green like person right um but i think it also shows the weakness of the leadership contrasted to the leadership of nancy pelosi okay and not that I'm not trying to draw an equivalence between Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're on different levels. I don't think AOC is a nasty person. Yeah. I think she's probably a very good person. Yeah. I just don't agree with the policy. She wants to work within the system to make changes that I don't agree with. Yes. And does she go about things in a way that I don't agree with, i.e. going out and being... I, I just don't agree with the way that she tries to be anti-institutionalist. Okay. But... But isn't that anti-institutionalist? What? To go outside of the institution to be anti Yeah, I don't like that she's anti-institutionalist. <laughs> okay. So but if you if you like if you look about how and and she became the poster child right for the liberal progressives yes. that are trying to socialists that are trying to take over this she country. Definitely did. And Nancy Pelosi being able to get her convince her to, that it's in her best interests to work within the Democratic Party mm-hmm. and choosing and picking her battles now has brought AOC more into the fold mm-hmm. versus silent versus like silencing her, squashing which, her, squashing her. Yeah, it seemed to have worked, right. but that was because it it took the leadership skills of someone like yeah Nancy Pelosi. Now Kevin McCarthy, he's just he's super wishy washy, yeah. right? He's not trying to use the weight of the party to bring her in line. Maybe he has tried, but it hasn't been effective. So right. I don't know what. Mitch McConnell has has tried to make public comments and nothing seems to be reaching this person. No. So I I don't know what the Republican Party does from here. Maybe it is silencing her. That's yeah. why I'm asking this question. I'm not I'm I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to point out pitfalls of either either way of trying to right. address, um, it. address it. So I I don't know what you do with this with this woman, but I keep trying to remind myself she is one of 435 Congress people. Yeah. And she has very little actual power Mm -hmm. but i'm concerned about what her continued presence in that chamber Mm -hmm. without falling in line Mm -hmm. will have 
as terms of it will have in terms of ramifications further yeah. down the line, because two years from now, are we looking at more Marjorie Taylor Greens right. coming in, uh, and the in the party skewing more towards that in that direction? And McCarthy cozying up to Trump doesn't mm. do any doesn't doesn't keep that from happening. Yeah, yeah. McCarthy should not be the 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 Senate Minority Leader. Mm. He's he is derelict in his duty. Mm-hmm. But at least they didn't vote to remove um, Liz Cheney from yes. her leadership position. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, can you believe that? Like she was gonna she was gonna receive punishment from her own party for voting to impeach. Yeah. For an insurrection that threatened all of the people in that in that chamber's mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, and that's what the article I read was talking about, the divide in the Republican Party. So addressing Green, but then how do you handle um, the Cheney? You know, Mm -hmm. there's just a split there. They're talking about punishment because she voted to impeach, but then also Green can just harass children. Yeah. I mean, he's not a child now, but Mm -hmm. that's the point. You know what I mean? So... I don't know, bro. It's messy. But I do think, honestly, just without just my gut feeling is is to put to squash it with her to squash it, because the more that you allow that, I imagine more and more is going to be coming in. If you're not if you're just that is completely out those. I mean, but then also I'm also challenging my own thought by what you said. She is representative of people in a place in the United States. Mm -hmm. So it's tough, man. Government ain't easy. It is not easy. Yeah. It is not easy. But she's gross, dude. She's just a nasty well, person. That trap, right? The that Lincoln Project posted where that guy brought her in being oh, like yeah. and then she's thinking she's gonna get like a, <laughs> a shout selfie, out or yeah. some sort of selfie and he just goes, You're trash. Yeah. And then, like her parting shot is try appreciating America. Yeah. Oh my Sick god. Burn. That is so gross. Yeah. Try appreciating America. He's like, I do <laughs> oh if you haven't seen that go to Lincoln project the guy is like hey let's take a selfie together you don't see any of that all you see is the video start and he's like you're trash and they're just her her people like rip her out of the shot and he's like you're trash she's like try appreciating america mm. so good speaking of lincoln project yeah so what i didn't i just one of their co one of their co-founders uh-huh. um in donald trump jr which this just makes it worse. Okay. Donald Trump Jr. was talking after the election about just going off about how the Lincoln Project is uh, is hiding basically sexual predators. Okay. And everybody's like, dude, you're full of shit. You're just mad at the Lincoln Project for like having a huge hand in the downfall of your dad from right. power. Well, it actually turns out that one of the co-founders uh, for a long time was sending sexually explicit emails to young men who were looking to break into politics and saying like if you do this i can get you into if you do this with me i can get you into politics Uh and he did that over a period of years Uh 21 men have come forward young have come forward over the years that they were sexually harassed by this guy and the Lincoln Project has cut ties with him. Uh, he's ad- openly admitted. He's saying, I thought they were consensual at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you may have thought they were consensual at the time. Clearly, they weren't. Yeah. And uh, the, I'm sorry, like, at this point, the, the time, well, it was part of the times. Like, it doesn't, that, that excuse doesn't fly. Yeah. You're trash. Go it's, away. It's like a room talk. So now the so now so that guy needs to go. Now He's what gone. is now what does it mean for Lincoln Project? Did they know about it? Right. And they and they let it go. My bias says they didn't because like how could these guys, my heroes, yeah, know about this and let it and and but still bring this guy on? Yeah, they putting knew. politics above you know their app you know, above their morals. At least. They knew. I mean, we don't know that they knew. We don't, but they knew. <laughs> well, then Carl Rove comes out yesterday uh-huh. and says, "I knew about this guy's uh, and this guy's past for 25 years." And yeah. I'm like, "No, you didn't, Carl Rove. Because if you knew about it for that long, you would have said something." And already. if you knew about it that long, you didn't say anything. You're a piece of crap too. And you, you're, <laughs> you're telling me that you knew about that during the election, and and you 
and you didn't use it and you didn't use it yeah. against them prior to the election yeah. you're an idiot because you would have yes. and so shut up carl rove yeah unless he's also in on it unless carl rove is also in on it and is propositioning young men all down the guy that down led the, the guy that led the anti-gay marriage uh campaign for the bush junior administration mm-hmm. is actually gay <laughs> wouldn't surprise me dude <laughs> Would not surprise me. At this point, there is nothing that would surprise me. Yeah. But don't meet your heroes, kids. They'll always disappoint you. Yeah, they will. So that's disappointing. Sorry. Because I love what the Lincoln Project did. You can still love what they did. It's like you're not allowed to love uh, Harry Potter anymore. That's bullshit because I do love Harry (laughs) Potter. But you're right. You're not Uh, allowed to. J.K. Rowling. um, J.K. Rowling's statements were not in line with values right so. right so you're not allowed to no interesting uh i think i just the with the lincoln project thing and 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 you're asking if they knew i doubt you watched it because you never watch anything i asked you to but get me roger stone mm-hmm. i haven't watched it just watching how deep and dirty roger stone was in with everybody and how openly he was just like suck it i'm just like dude there's no way they didn't know. You should watch that documentary. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's really good. I, I, and it's it's not an opinion piece. He's there and he's saying his own words and he knows he's being recorded. He's a part of the documentary mm-hmm. and he's just. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense if you're the Lincoln Project, right? Here's where I like, I maybe this is just my bias and this is what I'm going through. But think of it doesn't make any sense, right? Because you don't need. Like, you don't need him, right? If you know right. he has that past. And the Lincoln, like, they're just taking cheap sh- They're not taking cheap shots, but it's not, shots. It's, it's not like you have an overabundant, like, a, you don't have to develop material to attack Donald Trump on. Right. You don't need a guy with that kind of past. Why would you bring him on in the first place? Yeah. If you knew that, if you knew about his past, why would you even risk bringing him on? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense because... George Conway and the other founders are mm-hmm. more than capable enough yeah. of of doing what they're doing like without this guy. Right. I, I just I don't understand it. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe but you're they right. had to have known. They had to have at least known uh, to some to some level. They I mean, there's no way you don't know, right? Yeah. Like all these guys, as you said, are super connected. Yeah. And we know of a of a particular instance locally, which was a, a story that was told to us uh, from the radio station about uh-huh. yeah. knowledge of a of a somebody who was soliciting and right. and then the party trying to cover it up yeah just locally yeah so it's it's everywhere it's everywhere unfortunately and it sucks yeah it sucks that we're we're surrounded by a bunch of people who abuse power in their own way i mean we're humans dude the humans are not infallible like we talked about on ttr like these we looked at presidents on TTR and it's just like we looked at presidents managing crises and I'm sure this will be released on, on the podcast and please listen to it. Cause it, I don't know. We put a lot of work into it and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good conversation too, but you know, these are, these are human beings making decisions based on who knows what self-interest um, or, or, you know, other motivators, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Especially when you start seeing a little power, start getting to know people with power, and then you just... People are sick, man. People are sick. Speaking of sick, tell me about the Nazis. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Let's break into You've this. You've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Well, I just <clears throat> dove really deep into... Um, well, I... So it all started with me watching a documentary on Netflix. Okay. About uh, the concentration camp at Treblinka. Okay. Actually, no, it started before that. Okay. I was watching a, I read an article about because all in, uh, in Poland, Mm -hmm. all of the, uh, like ski resorts are shut down because of COVID concerns. Uh So people are now going into like the state national parks to do their, their hiking, their snowshoeing, their skiing, their cross country skiing and stuff like that. Well, apparently one of those parks that people have been frequenting is a, uh, Holocaust Memorial site at one of the, 
at one of the at, at one of the old concentration camps, and it basically like destroyed the <laughs> it essentially destroyed the grounds around at the memorial. At the memorial. Wow. And so, so the Polish government was out has been out, and the the curators, the historians at this mm-hmm. place are like begging people like stop doing this. Yeah. I, and so I'm like, I've never heard of this concentration camp so then i started reading about the history of this concentration camp was it the treblinka no it wasn't at treblinka but treblinka is one that you probably most people probably haven't heard of it was an extermination camp it was just basically a death camp and it's just the store like it's sickening like you just i it is just absolutely there's a documentary there's a documentary about this camp on on treblinka about treblinka okay um it's on netflix you should watch it and they it's a archaeological um because the people the it was one of the for uh, there's a bit of a mystery around Treblinka because there uh, there was Treblinka and there's Treblinka too, and oh. they were able to burn that before the Russians got there, mm-hmm. and so for even during the Nuremberg trials, Nazi um, Nazi officers in the SS were claiming that they that Treblinka too didn't exist, and archaeological evidence has now proven that it did exist. It was on a neighboring hill. Um, Anyway, and then that people, because then there was sworn affidavits. Of, Which uh, one was it? Um, well, maybe it's not on there anymore. Oh. Huh. Anyway. When did you watch it? Uh, I just want to. This was like, like six months ago. Uh, okay. Go um, ahead. But, uh, and then there were uh, people who had escaped Treblinka. Mm-hmm. And and then had when had talking had talked to historians or whatever and they're, they're yes that's it okay mm-hmm. it's by the Smithsonian Treblinka Hitler's killing machine mm-hmm. is the name of it okay, yeah sorry so they anyway <laughs> they through um through uh primary research t- getting documents of people who were who had escaped Treblinka talking about then they they're able to discover the location of Treblinka too okay throughout this whole through this whole thing it's wow. it's, it's really 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 sad. So then I started reading about. Um, so then I started like, like, who are the guards and people in charge of these? Like, how can some like how can people be this awful? Like, if yeah. you're like a person running these camps, like, yeah. how do you? Who are like who were these people? I wanted to know who these people were. Yeah. Like, how do you get that messed up in the head that you can oversee literally a killing machine? Yeah. Like, and try to perfect it in its efficiency. Ooh. That is just so gross. That's and then brutal. I and then I started getting and then right sensationalized in that one show, um, the Hunters mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Um, HBO, a- Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, where it's a lot of it sensationalized. Yeah. But I started thinking like, okay, like so. Then I said that stuff started piquing my curiosity because I was getting getting images from that mm-hmm. uh, from that show. So then I started reading about who the SS were, and I always thought by watching. Military like war movies and right. the, throughout you know my childhood that the SS were just like an elite military like like an elite units within the mil- within the German military. As did I. They are not okay. They are a paramilitary organization that was separate than the military, and they answered specifically only to Hitler. Wow. And they started as basically his bodyguards in the early 1920s mm-hmm. as the Nazi parties began. Um, as the Nazi party began uh, to consolidate within within uh germany mm-hmm. they were basically just hitler's thugs they would go around terrorizing um spreading propaganda blowing up buildings of of known socialists mm-hmm. purging their ranks of people who were not ideal you know who weren't ideologues and then over time they became they became more and more um organized okay. and widespread and then when heinrich himmler takes over the organization mm-hmm. he was worried about um the which was called the, the they were now they're called they were called the SS but the original they were called the SA mm-hmm. and they were more revolutionary but they did not want they they were very nationalist the SA okay. was incredibly nationalist and they were very very much pro what Hitler was doing but they didn't want to consolidate power in just one person mm-hmm. so then Hitler ordered what is called the the night of the long knives mm-hmm. where the SS ordered by Hitler Heinrich Himmler goes through and wipes out all the SA ranks and then folds them into the, and then folded them into the military. And then the SS became just the, basically the primary. What do you mean wipes them out? They went through and assassinated all of them and their families in their homes. 
those who were more nationalists and not consolidate, not but, on board for consolidating power to one person. Yes, but even though they were like for like all of the the purging, of, yeah. like of like of basically race purity, they're yeah. basically on board with everything. But they just question whether Hitler should be the like, sole person the sole person power. of that. So they wiped all of those people out of their ranks. And then they start. Uh, oh my god! But these guys are paramilitary, right? Yeah. Like they're not. They're not associated with anybody. They're not associated with the actual military. Mm-hmm. They're not actual nat. Like the national not, army. The not national the national military. army. They're they are literally just Hitler's thugs, and they become this organization. They dress like mili- They dress like the mm-hmm. military. Like you see, German SS soldiers. But and they're dressed like in that gray uniforms with mm-hmm. those helmets, and they look like they're legit German military, but they're not. They go through an indoctrination. Like all SS people have to go through, had to go through an indoctrination process. Mm-hmm. They had to go through uh, like intense training, but they were given preferential treatment. Treatment like their homes that were built for them for like SS officers were lar- were larger because they were they were um, expected to have more children. Um, yeah, these people, dude, it was nuts, and they had like different branches. So all the concentration camps were run by S, were run by SS. Mm-hmm. So you had the general SS, which were the people in charge of going around and making making sure that propaganda was being done. They're basically like the, um, they're just called the general SS. Yeah, and they just they, they basically ran all of the uh, all the coordination and stuff for the okay. SS. And you had the Waffen SS, which were the mil- the actual military units okay. that fought alongside. The actual German military. Okay. And then you had the branch that uh, called Death's Head. That's what it translates to, which is the pe- the guys who ran the Death's Head. It was their name, yeah. And they ran the they ran the concentration camps and oversaw the um, oversaw the the taking and cataloging and monet of all the money and items taken off of Jewish people who yeah. were sent to concentration camps. And then you had the Gestapo who were the secret police. Mm-hmm. And all of this was about like, so they had, they had a whole, like the SS had, the SS had an entire branch devoted, devoted to just racial purity in order to join the SS. You had to prove that you had Aryan lineage going back to 1800 and Heinrich Himmler, originally the SS, you had to meet, you, in order to be able to be in the SS, you had to meet f- certain physical characteristics. Like it was all, I mean, it was all eugenics. Right. Dude, it was just disgusting. But the thing that got me the most was that, um, like, dude, they weren't, para- like, they were paramilitary. Right. Right. And you see paramilitary units today mm-hmm. that, in one of the, one of the paramount things about being there was like, you had the law. But Hitler's will was above the law. Right. And that's what they constantly worked to reinforce. That is scary. And then you see paramilitary things like paramilitary organizations, guys mm-hmm. who are dressing like the military, going around all over on our city streets with, with arms, basically saying that Trump is a Trump's will is above the is law. above the law. Dude, that's scary as shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, every, everything I've been like reading into the SS and mm-hmm. you just start seeing more and more parallels with the rise in right wing nationalism yeah. and the rhetoric being used, the anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. the, this purity of being American, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're need to just like, you have to, it's about the American people and we got, we're going to, de- but we're going to define what American is. American is America is, but like patriotism was it was perfectly described to me by this guy that I watch on YouTube, and he's an ex Army SF guy. Mm-hmm. Very very. He's a. Is he the one you sent me the videos? Yeah. Of? Okay. Uh-huh. So he's he he basically said like the difference between patriotism and nationalism boils down to patriotism is defensive. Um, it you patriotism is something that the country has to earn from its citizen from its citizenship. Right. Like it, you become patriotic because. It's some the country is something worth defending. Okay. Because they stand up for your morals, they stand up for the things that you believe in. Right. Whereas nationalism is offensive in nature. It wants to use the state to dictate to you what you believe. Mm. And that is what I see so much out of these right wing nationalists mm-hmm. is them trying to tell the rest of us what the country should mm. believe. 
instead of letting the country be what it is right. as in terms of a representative body of us as a whole, mm-hmm. as a as a citizenry. So it's offensive in nature right. is what I take from it. And there is nothing, I think, more like evident than reading like the ultra-nationalism that surrounded the SS and Nazi ideology. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the... Ex- about the the overview of my research casual dive into the ss i mean i could go into more in-depth stuff but i don't really feel like it's necessary i just like that's what i've been that's what i've been reading about lately yeah you were telling me like uh i'm seeing some parallels here and it's it's scary dude Mm -hmm. and uh i think that's a great point what you're talking about there is is nationalism being offensive and dictating and telling people the citizens of the nation what you need to be or how you need to be or how you need to act or what you need to say in order to be on this team Mm -hmm. instead of saying i'm trying to think of the opposite of that which would be like we are i don't know we are this way which is why we're on this team i don't know how you would flip that you know what i mean in in the defensive mode that you're Mm -hmm. talking about um that's kind of a difficult one for me to, to wrap my head around. But I do get the idea of others telling you what nationalism is and what patriotism is and what it means to be American. And and, and we sat here with an, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl, and, an American girl, and talked about what do we think it means to be an American. And all three of us had different ideas. Mm-hmm. That is... I think is what it means to be an American, but that's my definition, right? But all three of us would then, if push came to shove, would like defend would would defend America to our capabilities, right? Which I think undermine, which underpins patriotism, right? This country has allowed this country in the way it's set up holds values of diversity right. and differences of opinion, and therefore, because it continues to do that. Mm-hmm. We look to def- we look to def- we we look to defend. Okay, it. okay. We want to defend those particular parts of the of what America what is, right? Because it values our values, right? If you have a country representative of of those values, you know, using that word again. But if if you're given an opportunity in the nation because of the way that the nation is constructed, you're going to defend that. Mm-hmm. Instead of being squashed down and told, this is how you behave. No one's going to defend that. Mm-mm. You're going to see more opposition to something like that. Yeah. You either get on you either get on board. Or get out. Or get out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I told you, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I told you I have the Rise and Fall of the Third Reich that I want to read. And I have the audio book, and it's 57 hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so long. Um, but I think it's, I, I heard it's an amazing book about just everything. Um, but that is interesting because I, in the same way, I thought that the SS was just part of the military, mm-hmm. but literal bullies and, and monsters. Yeah. And they didn't, um, like the fact is that they were outside the scope of any other entity within, within Germany's mm-hmm. purview. Like they, there wasn't anything else. There wasn't anybody else they answered to other than Hitler himself. Yeah. Yeah, and even like even even um, military commanders, mm-hmm. the Erwin Erwin Rommel didn't have say over the SS. SS. The SS were their own organization, primarily to do the bidding of of Adolf Hitler. Yeah, which is so scary. And that is terrifying. Ori- like originally, like because the Treaty of Versailles. Uh, wouldn't allow, which was the treaty that Germany signed after World War One, when Germany lost, is that to keep German Germany from further aggression, limited their, uh, the, they capped, the 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 treaty capped Germany's military at a hundred thousand right. personnel, and so Hitler used the SS as a way to build as build up German oh. forces because he, they weren't technically military, right? Um, so then by the time anybody came they came the wiser he already had this gigantic um body body of people willing to do his bidding that were all ideolo- like ideologically oh, uh in line with this just nastiness yeah and they tr- they they uh as part of the indoctrination training um they held uh, yeah, up tell me about that they held up ruthlessness 
and as like the key value Mm -hmm. and any sort of hesitation to perform your duties. Like you were out of the SS and and because it was a national, the Nazi party started as a nationalist socialist movement. Mm -hmm. um, These people, I mean, the government provided the, the SS soldiers with basically their livelihoods. Right. So you wanted to be part of the SS because not only did it give you Mm -hmm. social status, but it also gave you economic status. Yeah. Provided for the family. mm Mm-hmm. But you had to be death's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that would kind of answered my question of how do you get people who... Yeah, absolutely. Who run the... who? How do you get the everyday guy, the run-of-the-mill German SS soldier, not an mm-hmm. SS officer, but an SS soldier who is closing the doors on the gas chambers, yeah. who's pushing but the buttons, who's unloading the, the Jews off of trains as they're coming into the concentration mm-hmm. camps? How do you get, like, those people... Because the officers are an, are a completely different story. Right. These people are just sadists. Yeah, and a lot of them were actually there. There was uh, at the Med Medvedev um, Med. It's like I can't pronounce it, but it's a. It was a uh, one of the first concentration camps, and it's actually in Germany. Mm-hmm. The the guy, the head officer, and his wife were actually tried and hung by the Nazi party mm-hmm. because they were the 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 man was such a like a, just an absolute sadist and they even felt like his torture techniques went too far and weren't in line with Nazi propaganda. Whoa. Uh, and then uh, his wife was hung because of uh, embezzlement of money that they were stealing from the Jewish people. Um, so because <laughs> they were, they were embezzling the money themselves and not yeah. giving the money to the, to the party, right. to, the, to the Reich. Wow. So and, and there's cases of that all like a lot of the um, the watch a lot of the Nazi watchdogs who were overwatching the um, the SS concentration camp mm-hmm. heads were always were always having to shuffle them from camp to camp mm-hmm. because there was too much of there was too much corruption going on. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Wow. You got to be a terrible person if the if the SS is hanging you for being oh, yeah. too being for being too brutal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you make me just want to read more history. I mean, honestly, even doing TGR, I was like, dude, I lo- I miss this. I miss history. Mm-hmm. So sorry to bum everybody out. <laughs> but it's a, it's a history we can't forget. Yeah. I think it's so easy to just think of six million Jews being killed mm-hmm. as... Six million people. As just as a number. Like, you yeah. can't even... You can't even... I don't think you can literally... I don't think nope. we as people can grasp that. No. Right? You sit in the Moda Center. Yep, I was And you're watching that. basketball. That's 28,000 people. Yeah. At max capacity. 28,000. That is what? Not know. even... Not even 1% of the total number of Jews that were... That we know of that were killed. Was it 6 million? 6 million. Oh, I did that wrong. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing the math wrong. Either way, it's insane. It's it's a lot. And here's the other. Um, here's like the other the other parallel that I saw is that it didn't start with the first the first members of the concentration camp. And this is what I learned from the Treblinka uh, documentary. documentary is that the first people into the the first group of people that they were that were put into concentration camps weren't jewish they were uh communist or suspected communist sympathizers they were so they were actual uh, people they saw were both that were bolsheviks and and who are the first people that are being demonized Mm -hmm. by the alt-right paramilitary groups right now it started with the socialists and there's at the holocaust museum there's a sign that kylie took a picture of and i just just triggered my memory was first they came for the socialists and i said and i said nothing and then they came for like the gypsies and i said nothing and then they came for the jews and i said nothing then they came for me and there was no one left to say anything yeah and i mean because in order to join the ss you had to give up your 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 christian faith um oh. so so cat like even so even catholics mm-hmm. uh who refused to give up their who refused to give up their faith uh, were, were there was Catholic priests that were put into concentration camps. Uh, there was one particular instance where the Catholic priests were hung upside down on crosses in the middle of the yard. Like it, it's just the level of this. It's just this is it's so gross. I I just I had to start. And most nights, like I have to stop reading because yeah. you just can't can you can't continue down the rabbit hole for too long. Yeah. But 
like, oh my God, this happened. Yeah. Less than a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. this ha- this shit happened. And and you can't say that it can't happen mm-hmm. because it has happened. Yeah. And so when you like it, it makes the anger build up even more when you see the Confederate flag yeah. walking through the halls of our Congress. Yeah. Right. What that flag stood for. Even the Trump flag, an individual, mm-hmm. an individual. King Trump is being touted through these government buildings. He's being his face is being put on our flag. Yeah. And there there are like there's a there's a there's a classic image and whether this was purposeful or not but I think it is indicative even if it's subconscious in their minds but when you see when they they took over when they took over the capitol and they get to like the top raftings and they're holding up flag like the 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 um the terrorists are holding up flags and they put a trump like there's they're waving the american flag and then a guy comes up with a trump flag and he like sticks it higher than the american flag and he's waving it above the american flag yeah marjorie green was wearing a trump mask mm-hmm. in congress like come on don't tell me it can't happen no it can <laughs> it can't it can happen yeah and first they came for the socialists yeah yeah, that's uh, I, I keep thinking about that. Um, I saw somebody kind of ranting about um, Megan McCain mm. um, now now like having a child or something or being pregnant or one or the other and and kind of now being an advocate for um, uh, maternity leave and paid maternity leave and having that. I didn't know before. But now that I'm experiencing it, I think it's something that should be should happen. Mm-hmm. And that that bums me out. So until it happens to you, it's the same way that I with the school. And I was like, just F it. Get your kid. Teach your kids at home, you losers. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, whoa, I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. In the same sense with Megan McCain now advocating for maternity leave and, and paid leave and stuff. She's like, I had no idea what I was talking about. But now that I'm living through it, I get it. So. In the same sense, until it happens to you, you're going to let things slide. Mm-hmm. And then you won't have anyone else to speak for you in that extreme example. Yeah. But very possible example. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bummer. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> no, I love that. Okay. I love that. I'm, I, I'm I want, glad that's you did because exactly I was I kind of nervous about talking about it because it's a really it's a really sad and it's history, depressing dude. topic. It's history. That's what we do. Six million yeah. Jews yeah. and ten million Slavs mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. For I what? Some madman. Yeah. It was a lot was enabled by the people who either knew better and said nothing, or used it to advance their own boom, I, their their own interests. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And Marjorie Taylor Green. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you.